Hello, Owl Nation. Welcome to the Owl or Nothing podcast here at Southern Connecticut State University. Welcome. Welcome. Episode uh, two. Episode two, or Friday, September 25th. Like we said on the last podcast, every Tuesday and Friday, I know it was this week was a little different with the first podcast, but every Tuesday and Friday, we'll be putting out a, a new podcast with new guests, um, coaches, athletes, alums, fans, basically, you know, having a great time getting to know people. Big news today coming up. We'll, we'll get into that in, in a moment, in a moment. But Christopher Lynn, Assistant Director of Athletics, Head of Equipment, alongside with... Uh, Jay Turiano, Assistant Facilities Coordinator. And this is the big news. What's the big news? We were able to get the producer a headset... So we're we have Ken Sweet on with us. Welcome aboard, Ken Sweet and the producer. Hey guys, how we doing? Great. It's Morning. it's great to hear your voice. I mean, I'm sure Owl Nation is excited to hear you. Yeah, I'm listen. excited to be here. This this whole project has been pretty exciting for me. You know, it's been something we've been working on uh, for for the last month or two, and uh, I'm excited to, to get it going. Good feedback on the first episode, by the way, with with Jay Moran. You guys did a nice job the first time out. And Thanks, thank you. I think I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was Cubby a great was, time. I, people, uh, great response in the rapid, I mean, rapid list fire with Moran, but... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it's going to be a rapid fire, just maybe more of a getting to know you segment. I, I we'll think, see how it goes yeah, today. I think we'll see how it goes today. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything everything plays out. You yeah. Know? Did you watch the, and you guys watch the basketball game last night? Laker game? I did not. No Laker game for anybody? I did not. I watched the New York Yankees, another tough game up in Buffalo, um, and I watched the NFL game. Oh, the NFL. I forgot. I didn't even realize that game. Did the Lakers win? Didn't even check. The Lakers did win. Jamal Murray went bonkers until the end of the game when LeBron covered him and and, and was the defensive stopper on Jamal Murray. It was. Uh, so what's the series at? It's 3-1. We got the Miami Heat Celtics at 3-1. We got the Lakers and the Nuggets at 3-1. It'll be, uh, should be pretty good. I'm excited for when we can have basketball back here at Southern Connecticut. Or any sport, you know, football, field hockey, swim. I mean, I'm just excited to get sports get back I, in general. To be honest with you, like, short term, what I'm excited for is my San Francisco 49ers to stomp all over Cubbies, New York oh, Giants. Jeez. New I, York I, football Giants on, on Sunday. I think it's the upset of the week. I think that 49ers <laughs> are banged I, I up. You're going to be very upset by, by the end of this week. <laughs> that could be the case, but the Niners are banged up right now. I think they're just trying to get out of Jersey back onto the West Coast. You know, healthy. Yeah, they, they don't want anything injuries. to do with that turf over there, man. I don't, I don't know what you guys well, got, got cooking over it's there. It's brand but. new turf. It's brand new turf. Uh, Ken, I don't know if you, no. this is the, you can't argue with the facilities guy. It's but brand new turf. turf. This, guy knows, <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. That's true. Oh, did you hear? There was a knock at the door. I think our guest our, here our today. Guest, our guest of the day guest. has arrived. We're going to welcome. We're going we're gonna to get, get her, her set up headset. here with a headset, and she's going to be good to go. So we today we have with us uh, head field hockey coach and our senior women's administrator, Kelly Frassinelli. So welcome, Kelly. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Wow, we're Kelly. glad to have Thanks you. Thanks for coming on. How are you this, doing today? I'm doing great. This is going to be good. We're gonna, so we're gonna just going to ask you a bunch of questions um, about before, your time before, here at Southern. Before we start, Sorry. let's give Kelly a little credit because she's supposed to be splitting the interview today, and unfortunately, Marche Greenlee couldn't be here. Correct. Uh, the two of them were supposed to be on board. Marche Greenlee, who's been spearheading our, our uh, Athletes Fighting Injustice group mm-hmm. and, and uh, has started the anti-racism racism discussion within athletics, um, unfortunately is, isn't, isn't here today. She had to cancel the last second, so Kelly is... Is uh, flying solo, so thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna throw some questions out at you, just about your time at Southern. Uh, questions about you know what it's like to be a coach during this 
crazy time with COVID and the coronavirus, and um, we're going to definitely touch upon the the racial injustice stuff and the um, athletes fighting injustice group. That's going to be a, a big thing we're going to talk about today too. So we're excited to excited to talk to you. I'm sure all of our listeners are excited to learn more about you and hear what everybody has to say. Well. They're going to hear it anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Kel, Kel, so, uh, you know, I just want to know, you know, what made you want to be a part of, you know, Owls Fighting for Injustice and, um, excuse me, Athletes Fighting Injustice. And, um, you know, I just wanted to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Um, I think it's, it's something that the university for a long time, I don't think that we've ever really kind of addressed any kind of injustice in that sense. I know that, you know, as an athlete, you know, you're involved with um, a huge diversity of students that you, you know, compete with, that you coach, and you don't really know really what they're going through. You don't really mm-hmm. know these injustices that are happening in their lives, and then to kind of have that be brought more to the forefront, which Marche was great, you know, reaching out and asking, you know, what can we do? Um, and then you have more insight, and you're hearing all these stories, and then you realize you're really not doing enough. You're not doing mm-hmm. anything remotely close to what needs to be done to right. create this equity. So I think for me and, you know, even for my student-athletes, it's, it's something for a long time in coming that we've needed to just really address and, and show support for and, and lead the way in, in with our athletes. You know, Kelly, you were, you were involved in the conversation with Marche first, and then I was looped in afterwards early in the summer. And, and for me, um, it's been very educational. You, you know, I, I come from a, a diverse area. Um, I worked in Southern Connecticut years ago. My high school was very diverse, and I thought I knew enough. And I've learned that I, I didn't. And for me, that it was good to, to learn more and, and listen and hear the message. But at the same time, once we got rolling with the students, you heard a lot of them saying the same type of thing. How, I mean, it was, very, it was very comforting to me to at least see that we were doing something to provide for the students who were in a similar situation that we were trying to learn more. Absolutely. And I think on both ends, you know, learning from the student athletes that are, are dealing with a lot of the the crisis that are going on and hearing what they have to say and realizing that we're not doing really anything. You know, when we say we're not doing enough, but what are we doing? You know, they talk about, you know, we hear in, in the sense of what well, we post something on, on our websites. That's, right. that's not enough. That's not mm-hmm. action. You know, so I think, um, you know, and certainly my conversations with Marche and, and learning from her perspective, you know, what, what we should be doing, what we need to be doing. Um, and just even not even just from the student athletes, but it's from the the faculty, it's the coaches, it's it's hearing, you know, what their stories are and, and we don't even know that. We we work with them each day and I don't right. I don't know these stories mm-hmm. and, and so I just I wanna make sure that we're doing justice, you know, to to help create a better environment for each other, you know, and working even with our white ally group on campus that was started and, and trying to better myself and better our student athletes and our staff. Yeah, that that group is pretty interesting, the white ally group. Me and uh, Cubby were in the same sessions for that group, and it was interesting to sort of, like you said, get everybody's take on it and how everybody has different opinions and touching on what Ken said. You think you have a concept of it. You think you know. You think you're, you know, you you sort of know everything, and then all of a sudden you you expand because you hear all these different stories from all these people and you hear different groups and different things. I I found it to be awesome. I thought that that was a, a fantastic thing that, you know, we were, we were provided with, that was great. Yeah. It's, it's great to hear everybody's stories. Um, you know, me personally growing up in Shelton, it's, it's not very diverse. And, and when I came to college here, you know, you really see that there's a lot more in the world. And, um, I learned a lot at Southern, you know, you learn a lot about different cultures and, um, yeah, it was great. I learned a lot, a lot being here in New Haven at Southern living on campus. 
you know, when we started talking about this, this anti-racism conversation, we were trying to come up with that form, and the first name that was mentioned was Jim Barber, who, who's an institution within this right. institution, and, and you competed for him. You, you, you ran for him uh, as a student athlete. You know, how, how influential has he been for you in, in really getting you to this point involved with the anti-racism discussion? So it's it's interesting. So I I've always and he knows this that he's my second dad. You know, like growing up, I you know had a relationship in a sense my family you know with his family. My dad ran here, so I've known Mr. Barber for a long time. I haven't known his story for a long time. I've heard situations that happened in college. I've heard of you know things that he had to deal with. But for me, he was this guy that you know you just you had so much respect for and, you know, running for him and, and learning from him, but he never brought in that perspective of, you know, you can't do something or just because of, of your color or he always made everybody feel welcome and, and you just worked hard for him. But then to hear the stories and what he talks about and, you know, it breaks my heart because here I wasn't doing enough, even as a student athlete, realizing what his story was. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, Again, he was somebody that I looked at as he's bigger than life, you know, and he still is. And he's just a role model for every student athlete that that walks through these doors um, and every student on campus. So, you know, my history for, you know, relationship wise with Mr. B goes back a long time. But I get, again, my understanding of the history that he's had to deal with also um, or he's been through. You know, I haven't also been privileged to know all of that mm-hmm. and to understand all of that either so it's it's kind of a dynamic for me to realize that you know you're someone you're, you're close to but you're not in close in that sense right you know so so ken said something interesting and so did you that um i think of pretty much most of our coaches here they've competed collegiately but you were fortunate enough to compete here where you're mm-hmm. the head coach what was that like what was it like being a student athlete here at southern connecticut and Kind of give us a little story about what it was, how you got here as a student and, and sure. what you did. I, and I got here as a student pretty much because of my dad. You know, mm-hmm. my dad went here, my uncle went here, my brother. I mean, See, I, that, I never knew that. I, this is the first time I'm ever hearing that. I, didn't, oh, I had yeah, no clue. There's Southern history. legacy. <laughs> I have a long history awesome. here. Awesome. You know, my dad worked in the student center. Um, we used to go to the student center when we were kids all the time. You know, make funny faces in the printers you know, that, <laughs> or in the copiers, that sort of thing. Um, so I've been around campus for a long time. You know, obviously we moved, you know, I was born in New Haven, um, moved to New Hampshire, spent majority of my life there, but this is where I came back. Um, and again, you know, the relationships with the coaches was, you know, brought here to run track and field. I played field hockey while I was here. But again, as an athlete, you know, it's two very different dynamics. You know, field hockey world is one way. You know, mm-hmm. you see how the athletes are and, and just the the group of who those people were and then you have track and field is very different you know you're long distance runners and you know we talk about who you kind of you know congregate with um so i was fortunate enough to have the team sport aspect but also the individual sport aspect Mm -hmm. you know kind of growing up um but it was very different you know we kind of you came in and you didn't have new student orientation you didn't know where (laughs) things were you just you know you came in and you figured it out and you went to class and you know, I think the athletes, you know, we talk about it a lot, we're very close, we're very tight, and, and you didn't just associate with your own team. You know, you kind of had that, that connection with every other team that was on campus. So, and, and at what point during that time here did you realize that you wanted to be a coach? I don't know that I ever really did until <laughs> I was assistant <laughs> coaching one year, um, and then the second year that coach didn't return. 
And again, I'll segue this back to Mr. Barber. He was my lifeline. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I learned a lot of everything from him. Most of most everything from him. You know, what do I do when I drive the van? How do I figure this out? How do I how do I maneuver that? Who do I go to for this? You know, he was my my third hand in a sense. You know, to mm -hmm. be able to help navigate what I needed to do. So when that came about, when that when the coach couldn't come back, I was asked if I would take that role. And of course, you know, part time. You know, you're working full time and then running yep. before 6 a.m. to do doubles during preseason and then go to work and then come back in the afternoon and, you know, run the next session and six years of that. And then I actually stepped away for two years because it just needed more. It needed mm -hmm. more in that position. Um, and then it opened up full time with lacrosse at one point. So That's awesome. Yeah. So did Coach Coach Barber recruited you to run track? Who, who recruited you for field hockey? So the coach here, so I feel like he's another dynamic and interesting piece. Um, mostly at that point, there was one coach here who was recruiting me to come play. And then that coaching position changed. Okay. Um, and I really wanted to play Division Two hockey because I wanted to run track. You know, having the opportunity to be recruited at Division One and, and to play at Division One was not something that I wanted the pressure of. I didn't want to take that route. And being mm -hmm. here with someone who I knew track and field-wise was going to want to Help me be a better track and field athlete, um, despite being able to play at a different level of, of field hockey. But the coaching changed. I probably had two at the point, maybe three coaches when I was here. Okay. Yeah. I remember I, when I was working here as a, as a UA 18, 19 years ago, I walked out to the field, and uh, it was about two minutes before the first lacrosse game that we ever had here. <laughs> and I grabbed Kelly, and I, and I said, hey, now's probably it good a time as any to tell you that I, I've never statted <laughs> women's lacrosse before. And she went, that's fine. I've never coached women's lacrosse before. Right. <laughs> so it was a learning funny. experience for both. And to be honest with you, like I, I was kind of, I was really nervous. Like I was losing it a little bit. And I, so I just tried to like break the ice there. And so, so it was kind of like, it was very comforting to hear that. And I was like, all right, well, I don't really, I'm not going to feel bad if I screw this up then. <laughs> as long as these kids can get out there and, you know, have a good experience. So I've learned a lot today. I mean, I've been here, I said, for quite a time. We've worked together for, for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've learned a ton. And, <laughs> like, I didn't know you ran track. Like, what events did you do? What was your... Um, so I ran anywhere from the 100-meter hurdles to the 800. Wow. So, yeah, we did... Um, probably still up there. I don't know. Three of my former teammates, um, Chanel Batten, Tamiko Brown. Um, and why am I blanking on my third teammate here? Had the shuttle hurdle relay. Um, wow. Time. So, yeah. That's awesome. Fame. I, had, I had no idea. Like I said, I, I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Mostly That's the hurdles. Did uh, 100 meter hurdles, high jump, and then heptathlon. So that was kind of where I segued wow. into. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. So we, sh yeah. we should know that she would be enshrined in the Hall of Fame already. Well, you're stealing my thunder. Yeah, I, congrats. Congrats. I was, yeah, no, I was okay. going to bring oh, that I know you don't. I, congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank an you. honor. Thanks. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I know this whole coronavirus thing has sort of screwed up some of our plans and the, the, our Hall of Fame dinners that we were supposed to have and things like that. So that kind of stinks. But uh, like I said, Ken just stole my thunder. I was going <laughs> to talk about that. But but I guess we can keep that theme going with the whole as we're sitting here with masks on and stuff with. What's it like coaching right now in this environment? How, how, what are the challenges recruiting athletes? What are the challenges? It's just this is a crazy time to, mm -hmm. for athletics. You know, it's a crazy time in the world, but especially athletics with us and you know, how, how are you navigating that? What are some challenges? What maybe things are easier? I don't know. Just what's that like? There's so much more to it. Right. It's so funny. Like we talk about preseason and how much work you put into getting ready for it. Uh, 
I welcome that. Like it's it's the planning right now, and I just sent you the schedule right. for next week. You know, um, we we are not going every day in the sense of we're every other day with being on ground or virtual, just because of where we can be in the office. And so mm. when we're virtual days, every athlete, my athletes, stay home, like in the dorms, whatever. We do yoga. We do stuff outside that's, you know, planning or mental health or something that, along those lines. Um, because, I, again, I don't want them to have to come to campus if they don't have to. Mm -hmm. This is just, you know, my perception of it. Um, so three days a week we might be on ground with practice, and I'm linking in the kids who are actually at home because I have about four kids who stayed home mm -hmm. doing all online. So we bring the computer outside. We put them on, you know, link them in with the team practice. So they're doing it at home by themselves, but we're watching and trying to do it on ground at the same time. So it's, it's been creative, let's yeah. call it that. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. Right. Those are things you don't even think about, that those are the kind of things that are happening with, yeah. you know, trying to do things virtually at the same time when you're doing things on ground. I think that's amazing, and that's awesome. Yeah. How are, how are the athletes enjoying it? How's the team morale? They're good. You know, I think the diversity in what we're doing is, is helping. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's actually fun for us. You know, it's different planning and, and things come up and it's, it makes you realize you don't have to stick to like the hardcore plan. And if we don't do this, then the world's not going to end and it's, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and in my mind, I always keep going back to, you know, we don't have a championship we're playing for for the fall. Right. We're yeah. not, I, I don't need to push them so hard that we have injuries or we have kids who want to quit because it's, mm -hmm. you know, right now it's, this whole experience is so new for them too, that we need to make sure that we help them in all aspects. It's not just being on that field, but it's just being together and helping each other kind of through whatever's going on. And, and I was having a conversation, I don't remember with who, but somebody within the department the other day, and we were talking about how our coaches are, I mean, you guys are amazing as it is, but seriously, our coaches are the biggest advocate and one of the best tools and resources to get kids on campus during a normal time. Oh yeah. Um, and, and how, how important our coaching staff is in recruiting kids to come to campus. Is that, I mean, is this whole thing must be challenging to get kids to like this whole recruiting process right now must be tough with that. I, I can only imagine what it's like. I mean, just talking to some other coaches, it's, you're doing virtual tours. I was talking yeah. to CJ Miranda, some coaches he's walking through with his on <laughs> FaceTime showing the building that people like getting creative in, the, the crazy thing is it's still okay. Like our, the, the, the recruits are still receptive to it. They're still yeah. excited about it. And I think that's a, like, it's awesome. Is that, are you finding challenges with that? Is it something like, it seems like you're doing sort of the same thing as CJ with the virtual stuff. Yeah. I saw him walk by the office the other day. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I was like, oh. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, the thought is, you know, obviously recruiting is hard because we also had kind of a freeze on recruiting in right. a sense, you know, we're not allowed to go out and then what the state guideline says, yep. can we go out of state, you know, and we get a lot of kids from the Massachusetts area mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, but yeah, you know, we've even talked about doing a virtual tour, introduce all the players, you know, videotape that, have them saying hello, just having them show them around campus, here's our room, like to be able to give them an unofficial visit before they even come to say, do I want to come and have an unofficial visit? That's because an awesome idea. Yeah. yeah, so I need some little help with that. <laughs> it's coming. It's talking. coming. I already, I've that's got, an awesome I've idea. Got, I've already got the ball rolling there. That, <laughs> okay. that, that's coming. That's but coming. Yeah, so to personalize it a little bit to be like, this is our team and this is who you'd be interacting with. And, yeah. you know, here, let's go to lunch. And now we're at lunch and this is what it looks like. Whatever, you know, whatever yeah, those cool. pieces might be. Um, and then, you know, figuring out the unofficial visits and how we can do that and be safe and make sure that the, the kids are safe coming because some of them just, you know, maybe they don't want to. But right. So, yeah, it's, it's been a little harder, I think, for us, um, but we're trying to, you know, figure out 
new and interesting ways we can do that. Yeah, you got to be as creative as you can, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's that's been the name of the game since uh, we were sent home in uh, in in March. You, you know, we were, we were trying to find new creative ways to do some things. Yeah, mm-hmm. reinventing uh, the day to day operations. Yes. So, Kel, is this your second or third year as SWA? This is third. Third year. This so, how year. how have you liked that so far in your third year? You know. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. So I think, you know, when our, our senior woman administrator had, had left, um, mm-hmm. that was kind of the ask of if being this senior woman in staff, if I would be able to take on that responsibility, which in the last few years I had been thinking about how, what more administrative, yeah. you know, work would look like. Right. And so it's been great. I think it's, it's certainly each year there's more things I'm learning and more things I'm taking on and being involved with. So in that respect, it's that juggling act. You know, I used to coach two sports, right? right? And like, <laughs> and now it's kind of like you got yeah. two sports going on again in a sense. But, um, you know, I have great support from my staff, you know, with Ann and, and Sarah, you know, helping with the field hockey side of it. And then just the administratively, there's a lot of interaction and communication that happens. Um, so not just one person is involved in any one thing. So it, it helps. Well, I was, I was going to ask that question about, is it, you you mentioned the the prior senior was administrator. That was, you know, she obviously had another job here too, but she wasn't coaching a team. I mean, is that is that a yeah. challenge trying to do both, juggle both jobs at the same time? And you yeah. sort of mentioned, I mean, you were coaching two sports at the same time. So I, <laughs> right. I you know, is but that I a could challenge? I could control that. I could control like, <laughs> what this meeting was, yeah. what the right. practice was. Sometimes I think it is because there might be a meeting, let's just say it's not even through the conference. It's through, you know, I'm on, I work with um, Kathy Christie and mm-hmm. uh, um, Vipas and on that committee for SART. So it's, okay, they have meetings at 2.15 right. most of the time. And so can I go to that meeting and then go to practice or do I, you know, so it's that juggling act sometimes of when can I go and now it's virtual. So it's a little bit easier. I can maybe even take it with me while I'm over at practice and, and watch it. But so I think it's just the planning piece of that. Like, how do I make everything fit? And sometimes you can't. You right. know, sometimes you just say, I'm sorry, I can't make this call today. Yep. And for me, a lot of people say to me, you guys aren't competing on campus. Why are you so busy? But because of all the meetings that we have. Right. Yeah. How many committees are you actually involved with right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Every, I feel like I every time Too I talk to you, remember, you, yeah. you, have a, you have another committee call right. that, that I've never heard of before. You're like, oh, I'm on this competition committee well right so the ne10 has there's a couple committees that i work with you know for the um sport there's a sport admin committee and we talk about all the schedules and the planning and getting that all figured out you know we had one version that was happening for the fall and then when that got canceled now we're working on this whole other planning for the for the spring i sit with the athletic director on the um the um, athletics call you know it's like once a week right now and everything went virtual you're kind of once a week with everything and then I also have, um, I sit as the oversight, the, the sport oversight mm-hmm. for women's lacrosse. So each team has a, an administrator on staff that oversees whatever that sport is. And then I've been helping out with swim because their sport oversight right. stepped off. Um, and then there's stuff on campus. You know, I'm involved with certain, you know, groups on campus and, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, that's and the majority of it. To, to go back to where Ken stole my thunder, I think... <laughs> This is a great example of hold on, hold on. that was my goal coming on today. Actually. Well, you did. Congratulations. At one point, I just wanted to jump in somewhere and, and just wreck a little havoc. You, you <laughs> did it. Um, but this just is a to me is a sort of a testament to you and your dad. I mean, that's you're going to be in our Hall of Fame, or you are in the Hall of Fame. You're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I think it's it's amazing that everything you've done for the department for for field hockey and and the and all the things you do. And Ken mentioned, I mean. You're Thanks. you're running around more than anybody. I feel yeah. like just trying to get everything accomplished, and it's a you have a ton on your plate. And I think 
being, like Ken said, I learned today about this. I mean, I guess I knew you were a student athlete. I just thought it was just in field hockey. I didn't know it was in track. So yeah. it, to learn about all this stuff today, I mean, it's all, it makes perfect sense to me why you're in the Hall of Fame. I, I think you're a perfect candidate, and we're glad you're doing it. Well, and thanks. I guess Penn Relays, correct? Ran at the Penn Relays? Yep. And I guess that's, that's awesome. My thing is, did you ever think when you started your journey here that you'd be a Hall of Famer? Did you ever, did that? No. Was it's that ever not. a goal of yours? I mean, I don't think any, anybody's goal ever is to be like, oh, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. But I was didn't that? Think I'd well, that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it happen. <laughs> no, I didn't even think I would be coaching. You know right. what I mean? I think you go into it, and and it sometimes your direction is guided for you, and sometimes you choose it, and maybe it's not for you. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it just kind of it all just happened on its own, on its own, and mm-hmm. and you either go with it or and you embrace it, or you just kind of say, okay, this isn't what I want to do. And I think it's kind of segued its way it's serpentined well, i think it's awesome and i think it's mm-hmm. uh it's well Thanks. deserved seriously thank so thank you but i i think it's time to get into the more fun Uh-oh. yeah a little rapid fire. section the oh rapid fire now you're on your own here because we can't yeah, help so you. yeah i mean so we did a segment for the first episode we called it rapid fire and it was it wasn't really rapid fire so we're going to try it out again. We'll see if it's more of a rapid fire, if it's just getting to know someone. I will tell well, you that I always have to think about them before I <laughs> that's say okay. them, so nothing will ever come That's right okay. Out. That's I think, fine. I think what we JT can, wants is the first thing that comes in your uh, head. Okay. Yeah, but we could also have a discussion about it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. And, and just know that it's supposed to be rapid fire. It's supposed to be quick, but no matter what you do, your answers could never be as long-winded as our first guest, no matter what. So you're going to be, you'll imagine. automatically be quicker yeah. anyway. Coincidentally, <laughs> coincidentally, everybody knows that the second episode is the most important episode of the podcast. Like the first one, you're just trying to get people right. around there. But now we actually have a following. Like like overnight, we have about right. 150 people. Yeah, thank you to all of our listeners, by no the pressure. way. So yeah. there, there is definitely a possibility that 150 more, at least 150 more people will be listening to yours than than. Than right. Our, than Jen. Hopefully, right. you still have a following after this. No, we too. will definitely. We will. We will. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Okay. Kel, what's your favorite movie? You know, it's funny. Waterworld. You're gonna Water laugh. Waterworld. Is that funny? Holy cow! When people I gotta, go back, I, I gotta write that one down. Not even so much favorite, but if you say like, what would you want to watch? Because it's just so abstract. It's you don't. Just what year is that? You've never seen it. I'm, Kevin uh, Costner's Kevin in Costner. Yeah. Is that like a '90s film or '80s? I, I'm not. '90s maybe. '90s. '90s. I'm shocked. To be honest. It's not. You a, know what? I don't think there's a wrong answer to that question, but that might be the wrong answer <laughs> to the question. No way. No way. I'm gonna look at it. All right. No way. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna look not it up. necessarily a favorite. Fa- like, but when you say no, when you go watch, like, what do you want to watch? Go watch it. It's right. it's weird. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's like, but it's that whole. Anyway, that, that's awesome. I like I always it. Talk about and it's, that was the first one that came to your head. That's what we said mm-hmm. to say. Well, and there we go. So. That's right. I like that. Favorite music artist? Music. Well, I got a few, I would say. I used to like Rascal right. Flats. Okay. Um, country. country. Yep. I but love I country. Also like a lot of like, you know, old like Frank Sinatra. Oh, you know. me too. There's a variety. I can't. I can't say I listen to one specific thing. There's nothing like cooking a nice dinner, listening to some Frankie. Mm-hmm. I could yeah, put a I shameless plug in for my dad right now. Is what I should be doing. There but I won't. Stuff. As a Dean Martin impersonator, if he wants, to <laughs> sponsor, I grew if up. If he wants to sponsor the, the podcast, I, <laughs> I grew up with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. That's mm-hmm. all we were allowed to listen to in my house. I love it. I love it. Kel, what was the favorite team you've coached? Favorite team. Your like favorite that, that you've coached. Yep. It's a tough question. So you mean just because of... It could be anything. Success. This can't be a, hot, a quick one. That's all right. No, I think 
I guess when you got to the end of the season, like, do you ever turn around and be like, wow, that was a lot of fun. We had, we had yeah, fun. Like, I love this team. What a great team this great was. Great group. It's, it's a hard question. I can't, and I can't tell you a specific team. I will tell you that, like, even just last year, even though, again, we didn't have a winning season, mm-hmm. but the, the kids had a great experience. So, to me, that's a winning season. Like, that's right. my best. Yeah, it's about the student-athlete experience. Correct. Not helping this, am I? I'm not no, quick no, no. no, you're fine. I think, no, that's good. I think we're going to change the segment name. Okay. I don't like rapid fire. I like how we're, we're getting annoying. Right. It was your For segment thought. name. You came up with it. Right. Well, maybe we'll come up with the name of it in this one. We came up with the name of the podcast yeah. yesterday in the last five seconds right. of the interview. Okay. Right. What's one thing that you haven't done that you have on your bucket list? Go to Ireland. I need to go there, too. Go to Ireland. and go and, beautiful. And go cross country. Well, out west. In the RV, yes. I want to do that, the RV out west. That's something I've always wanted that to do. That is awesome. Go cross country, yep. If you could be one animal, what Ooh. would you be? A bird. Okay. A hawk, a bird, something right. you can go anywhere you want. Just fly away, want. right? Just fly, just go. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. It is a great mm-hmm. answer. This is kind of piggybacking Better off. than a road runner. <laughs> this That's is what a first guess. Because you can get off the ground. <laughs> right. So you don't have to be just right. steady. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great answer. Go anywhere you want. Any particular bird or... Like a falcon, probably, because oh. you can go fast. You can, you're strong. It's a great answer. You know, not a chickadee. Cause <laughs> 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 you might hit a window in a car. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So this is kind of piggybacking off what we just talked about. Well, what's your favorite outdoor activity? Nowadays, probably walking. <laughs> I love walking. <laughs> yes. We, um, or, you know, just even going, like, on a boat, you know, like kayaking mm-hmm. or, you know, that sort of thing. But cool. can't do that all the time. Four people, could be anyone, past or present, that you would like to have dinner with. Sit down and it could be uh, anybody. Anybody. That's a great question. That are alive, anybody. That's good. That's got to be a staple question. It's a tough question. one. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know that I have. Could be anybody. Could be your family. Could be George Washington. I might have to get back to you on that one. That's fine. I'll follow this up. Is rapid, I'll follow this is up. not a rapid fire one. Yeah, you know I'll follow up. That was a tough question, actually. It's I think see, everybody I everybody I come into contact with and actually sit with, I enjoy. You know, I don't yeah. have a specific. I have to have this person. Oh, that's a cop out question. <laughs> that's this is me. This that's is me. a weak response. I can't. I don't have. I've never had in my head. I have to have or sit with this person or you know. You'd like to talk to somebody, but I guess I have to come back to you on that. All right. I'll I, I am going to cop out right now because I don't know. If you could only have one food for, for the rest of your life, every meal, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Really? Or just something That's a great like. question. That's a good question. Could be, like, you know, anything. Tacos. Tacos, I know, I was pizza, pasta, you can or a genre anything, of food. You can put anything in it. Okay. Pasta? Cause you, yes, because you can add anything I like you want it. to it. That's a, variety. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that ends the rapid fire getting those to know you segment. JT, those are good. I think the the four people yeah. question in the, like when we talked about that today about asking it, it seems like an easy question. But mm-hmm. now that yeah, you really have it could be anybody, and you can't give a rapid answer. For Who's that. your four? I think I'll have to get back to it too. I mean, <laughs> that's a tough one. It is not easy. It's there's so many great. People. I actually can answer right now. Okay, go ahead. Fire mom, away. dad, wife, sister, all family members. Nobody. Okay, I mean I, that's great. I don't have any issue with that. Yep, that's I my that's, that's my answer. What about you, Ken? Give me that's your four. I thought you meant like we had to go. No, it could be anybody. Oh, anybody. Oh, what do you got, Ken? Okay. Uh, my four. Uh, my father, my daughter. Okay, dead, living or deceased? You said. Yeah. Yeah. My father, my daughter, Chris Farley. 
Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last one's tough. Last one's tough. Number four is tough. Oh, I got to pass on four. I don't know. Okay. All right. That's I can't, think of, Dinner I can't three. think of four. What Dinner reservation for three for Ken. Three. That's fine. Now, do you, ha- no, do you have, do you have four with, now? I got to come up with a four. Well, no, now. I mean, I would. I enjoy every night sitting down, right. like listening to the kids. We talk, right. and you know, my husband, and there's the three of us, the four of us, right. you know, and then, but I mean, that conversation, I would never, right. never compromise or give up, you know, like that's that's a given. See, like, I guess those having those interactions. I guess I looked yeah. at that question from a different standpoint. Like, yeah. I can always sit with, like, right. So granted, I can always sit with my family. Like, I I would look at it as like. For me, like my grandfather who's passed away, so I can't see him again. But right. like I'd love to sit down with LeBron James, my favorite NBA player ever. Like that would be an awesome to be able to yeah. pick the brain of somebody like Justin Timberlake, as we talked about earlier today. I'd love to sit with that guy. Wow. Just for context, earlier we were saying that, that Chris okay. is the Timberlake of this group. Yeah, if, if will eventually branch out on his own. He's whoa, actually whoa. the I'm star. I'm JT over here. Yeah, but I'm the talent yes. of the show. We've already <laughs> established that. I, I believe I believe the phrase "straw that stirs the drink" was thrown out. Yeah, we did we did throw that around. But and what's your fourth? Uh, what did I say? LeBron James, Justin Timberlake, my grandfather. That would be a, actually this would be a weird conversation with all these different people. But um, my fourth would have to be. Um, that's a great. I don't know. I don't know. What my fourth would be. Oh, I guess easy. I really don't that's know. That's hard. On the fourth, the fourth one would be tough. But it would be. It'd be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We I don't gotta know all get f- back. I don't know. Yeah, fourth we gotta follow up. Yeah, we'll think about it. So, okay. so what do you think of the name of the podcast? Nothing. By the way, Owl or Nothing. Do you enjoy that? Do you think it's a great name? A good name? It is a good name. I think I, that was. I know Jay's got that on his. Uh, he's got so, his little thing on his desk. So I'm gonna tell you a quick story about this. About this, the podcast. I know we're trying to get out of here quickly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a quick story. So, <laughs> a couple years back, um, I believe. Uh, Mike Donnelly, the, the former men's basketball coach here. Well, this is the or, this is the origin of Al or nothing. Yeah, I wanted, this is how it yes. came about. Uh, he was on vacation and he found the sign. And I I could be wrong with who gave him the actual sign that's in his office, but mm-hmm. he came in, he put the sign on his desk. So I went into his office one day to have a conversation. I saw it. I said, "This is a great slogan." I said, "Everyone is going to fall head over heels for this slogan." I'm going to put on a bunch of T-shirts. In fact, we're going to make this this slogan the men's basketball shooting shirt because the whole mic that came from him. So I was really proud of myself. I thought it was going to be great. <laughs> and I made all these shirts, and I handed them out, and nobody wore them. The kids hated it. Not one kid, <laughs> except 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 for Jack McCarthy. Jack McCarthy, Jack McCarthy, he was the one guy who— Number 50. He was behind it. Like, he he loved the slogan. I think it's a great slogan, personally. I really do. It, it made fits. sense. Like like we said, we were, mm-hmm. we were sitting here, and we were trying to come up with it, actually, on the air yesterday. And Jay said, hey, when you're dealing with the pandemic, the coronavirus, it's all or nothing. Yeah. That's right. That was it. That's, that's there what it is. So, but I, I, we appreciate you coming on today. We know you're, like I said, you yeah, thanks so much. Very Kyle. busy schedule for you to take a half hour out of your day to come do this and have Cubby ask you rapid fire questions and all that kind of stuff. And it was fun. We, we it appreciate it. We really do. Thanks, it was Kyle. Good. Well done. Thank you very much for having me. We, we appreciate it. So, and cool. we, uh, we, we look forward to, I don't even know who, we, who our next guest is going to be. You're going to have to, uh, listen and see. Yeah. Gonna We're going to do uh, every Tuesday and Friday. Yep, every we'll Tuesday. We'll be taping on Monday and Thursday and uh, and Aaron on Tuesday and Friday. And we're just going to try uh, try to get as many different people from as many different areas uh, as we can in, in uh, SESU Athletics and and uh, have a lot of fun. We said we're, nice. we can – I mean, we have the capability of having people call in if need be, if it's somebody who's at, at a distance. So that's – yeah, that would be awesome too yep. to get some – I think it's going to be great when, uh, to, for that for that aspect to tap into our alumni base as well. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that's That'd be some, great. I got, a, I got a few for you. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Let's do it. If anybody has any uh, any ideas, they can just email Ken. Or you can call him on his cell phone. I'll get you his number. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. Enough people have it. Or also, uh, you know, uh, remember to follow Owl or Nothing on, on Instagram, uh, SCSU Owls on, uh, on Instagram. Um, and uh, and follow com slash podcasts on the official website of Southern Kinetic Athletics. Awesome. Owl or Nation, remember, it's Owl or Nothing. Coach it's Owl or Nothing. It's Owl or Nothing, right? Have a good weekend, everybody. Owl or Nothing. <laughs> <laughs>